Can you do me a favor? What? Behind you, there's a little bottle of tequila. Where? On the floor. Oh. Can you hand it to me? Sure. Are you gonna <laughs> put it in your Sprite? Yeah. Sweet. I um, if you ever want to really like get me very drunk and like to the point where you're gonna see me embarrass the shit out of myself, feed me tequila. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Prime and the Coconut. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ashley. And there's tequila in Amanda's Sprite. Not a lot. Just a little. Just a little bit for this fine Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday, y'all. Mm -hmm. I went to college. Um, so, a <laughs> couple things I wanted to talk about since this will be coming like the second week of September. No third week of September. This this episode will be the third week of September, meaning there's only one more normal episode before we get into spooky season. Mm -hmm. Listen, pay attention to, we're probably going to make like a little trailer, really short little thing talking about what's going to come in October. It's going to be real fucking cool. You guys are going to love it. Big things coming on the last Sunday of September. So make sure you're following us on all our social media, paying attention to the show, merch is coming, Patreon updates are coming. It's going to be good. That's all I got to say about Listen, that. Listen, this merch though, it, dude, <laughs> I'm not just hyping it up because it's ours. I would wear this if I found it anywhere. Right. I'm, I've made a lot of stuff, like merch stuff in my life. We're both artists. Like we've made a lot of stuff in our lives. I've never wanted more people to like this as much as I like this. I've never wanted people to be behind something I've made as much as I want people to be behind these designs. Agreed. They're Agreed. really cool. Anyway, how are you guys? I'll give you a minute. Okay, Ashley. Great. So this week, my story is... So I... I've been listening to True Crime Podcast for like two years. I've been into True Crime for probably like six or seven years. I've listened to a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. I've got a tough skin when it comes to true crime. The only thing that kind of bothers me still to this day is like people getting stabbed. For some reason, that really bothers me. But for the most part, nothing really churns my stomach that much. This story, I've heard it six or seven times. I've now written about it. Every time I hear this story, it makes me want to cry and throw up and it feels like my skin is crawling. Ooh, yes. Give it to me. <laughs> this is the story of Mary Vincent. Mary Vincent was a 15-year-old dancer from Berkeley, California. She had been um, on the stage in Vegas for Lido de Paris as well as performed in Australia and Hawaii. Her life was not perfect, though. She on the 29th of September in 1978, ran away from home because her parents were going through a divorce and she just needed to get away from it all. Mm -hmm. So she was LA bound to go live with her grandpa for a little while, or so she thought. Mary stuck her thumb out near the San Francisco Bay area, hoping to find someone to take her down Interstate 5 towards LA. There were also two other hitchhikers on the side of the road next to her. Eventually a blue van pulls up, 
and he states that he only has room for one passenger, despite there being plenty of room in the van. The other two hitchhiker spidey senses were firing on all cylinders, and they begged Mary to wait with them for a different ride. Aww. Mary, oh, yeah, no. yeah, this is off to a great start, guys. Mary felt the man seemed harmless, and she was desperate to get away, so she took the ride. The man driving was 55-year-old Lawrence Singleton. Lawrence said right away that he needed to stop at his house in San Pablo, and then he would take her down I-5. After leaving his house and heading down the interstate, Mary fell asleep in the van. Hitchhiking with a fucking stranger, fell asleep in the car. Moving on. Once she woke up, she realized that they had completely passed I-5. Big fucking surprise. So she picked up a surveyor stick in the car and pointed it at him. It's immedi- a surveyor stick. I was wondering the same thing. I think it's like one of those things, you know what a surveyor is, like a land surveyor? Mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those pointed sticks that they put in the ground so they can like take their pictures. Uh. Yeah. It was just in the van. She found it. It was a weapon. She picked it up. Um, she, she demanded that he turn around or let her out, you know, whichever, because they were headed towards Nevada, not toward LA. Lawrence apologized, saying it was an honest mistake, that he was an honest guy, and he got back on the junction and back on I-5. Along the freeway, as they were moving south, Lawrence stopped the van to get out and relieve himself, and Mary got out to stretch. She bent down to tie her shoe, and then Lawrence hit her in the back of the head with a hammer multiple times. Mm. He then threw her into the back of the van, tied her hands behind her back, tore off her clothes, and raped her. She's 15. When finished, he got back into the driver's seat and continued driving. Once he reached a remote canyon, he raped Mary again and sodomized her. Mary begged Lawrence to set her free, but Lawrence simply forced her to drink an unknown liquid, which made her pass out. When Mary woke up, Lawrence was in the middle of dragging her from the van. She began begging to be set free again, so he said, I'll set you free. He cut the ropes off her hands. Sorry, this is this part makes me, like, so uncomfortable. Okay. <sighs> he cut the ropes off her hands. Then he took a hatchet and cut off her left hand, then her right hand. It took him five additional swings to hack her forearms off. Mary remained conscious through the whole thing. She actually said, because she fucking survives this, by the way. Oh my god, yes, Mary. She actually said at one point, because, I mean, she was conscious, but she was like, she'd been hit in the head with a hammer. Yeah, you got adrenaline going. Raped, sodomized, and then had her limbs chopped off. She was a little bit out of it, but she said at some point, she could see him kind of thrashing around after he was done cutting her up, and she couldn't figure out what it was, but then she saw that her hand was still attached to him, like, still clamped onto him from when she was fighting. And he was freaking out, trying to get it off of him. Her detached limb was still attached to him. Oh, my God. I guess it chills. It, like, makes me want to vomit. (laughs) He then threw her off a 30-foot embankment, but then stuffed her in a concrete drainage pipe. From the road, when he climbed back up, he shouted, You're free now. Lawrence drove off, believing that he had left Mary for dead. But Mary had other plans. In an episode of I Survived, Mary recalls forcing herself to stay awake because she couldn't let him do this to someone else. 15 years old, raped, sodomized, beaten in the head with a hammer, had your fucking arms chopped off, thrown off a cliff, and the first thing she thinks is, I can't fall asleep because I'll die, and then he'll do this to someone else. I can't. Like, oh my god. I need to tell 
uh, my coworker about this story. Her, this it, this story is like I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna go into like too much detail, but um, one of her children went to go meet a boy in the middle of the night. Oh no! And a, a cop picked her up and brought her home, and she's trying to get her daughter to understand. Hey, like you could have been picked up by somebody else. Yeah. And she just like didn't. She it didn't. She didn't care. It. She didn't yeah. care. And I'm sure Mary thought the same thing. She's probably like, no, it's fine. I'll be fine. It's not going to happen to me. Well, and you she know? said, like, and when he when she first got in the car, he was like, you know, I have a daughter around your age. Like, completely disarmed her. She believed that he was just, like, a dad or a grandpa. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had to. It's l- okay. You wind it up. <laughs> I did. And I'm usually the one that hits those puns. Good job. That was very good. Whew. Okay. So he tells her she's free, thinks he's left her for dead. She's like, absolutely fucking not. Mary rolled what was left of her arms in the dirt and clay and mud to stop the bleeding. Yes. Then in the dark, because at this point it's night, she drug herself out of the pipe, back up the fucking 30-foot embankment and to the road. Through her pain, she pressed on, put her arms, what was left of her arms, up above her head so the muscles and blood wouldn't slip out. So she's running down the road with her stubs up above her head, naked, covered in blood. She hears traffic, so she just runs towards the cars. She walked down the road, looking like she looked. The first car that stopped saw her and drove away immediately. I'm getting deja vu right now. I feel like I've heard this story before. Maybe. Like I said, it was an episode of I Survived. Yeah, specific, I feel like I've heard it from you. Like, specifically, like... I might have mentioned it before. It's, like, the one story that, like, yeah. really fucks me up. Like, her running down the road. If I if I saw that, I'd be scared. Yeah. yeah. That's what I told him. I was talking to my dad about it last night. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I'd let her in my car. Like, I, not because I don't want to help. Like, maybe I would stop and call for help. But I, you just never know. Yeah. Like, what if she's already a pre-existing amputee and this is all just a ruse? Yeah, right. Because people have done crazier shit before yes. to get people out of their cars. Yes. <sighs> but they drove away and Mary herself said, I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. I like I, I was a nightmare. I don't blame them for driving off. She kept walking another three miles, and finally, a cop, a couple stopped, wrapped Mary's arms, and took her to the hospital. Mary spent a month in the hospital, but wasted no time in making sure her attacker was caught. She immediately gave such a detailed description of Lawrence that when police released the sketch, Lawrence's neighbor called him to, re- to called the police to report oh, him. Oh my god! To be your life to be in danger, and you're sitting there thinking like. I'm going to remember every single piece of this. She said, when she was relaying her story in the episode, she said, I remembered as he was hacking my arms off, I need to look in his eyes. I need to look in his eyes. I need to remember what he looks like. I need to pay attention to every detail of him. As he's chopping her arms off, she was thinking this. Oh, my God. As she's being hacked up on the side of the road, she had already decided she wasn't going to die. God. And it's, like, stories like this... Or like stories about like people like women with their children or whatever. That it baffles me when people say that men are stronger. Dude, this story. Oh my god, this woman like tore, I might cry at the end because like it just. <sighs> and I mean, not to bring sex into it. I'm sure there are you know blah blah blah. blah men go blah, through stuff too. Let me appease everybody so no one gets their feelings hurt. Whatever. Fuck you. This little girl. She's 15. She is 15. She has not even lived a fraction of her life yet. And she still had the wherewithal to think this. Yes. And have this strength, not for just herself, but for someone else. Anyway, 
we're going to keep going. Tell Mary's story. So the police went to Lawrence's home in San Pablo with a warrant, and they found Mary's cigarettes, as well as burnt remains of clothing that appeared to be hers from that day. Lawrence had already cleaned his van, removed the carpet, and washed it as well, completely removing evidence. Lawrence told the police that he had picked Mary up, but that he had picked up two additional hitchhikers later named Larry and Pedro. He said they stopped at a bar, smoked dope, and then paid Mary to have sex with them, and then Lawrence passed out. He claims that the other Larry drove the van to San Francisco, and when he woke up, Mary's clothes were in the van, but she was gone. He denied attacking or raping her. Came up with a story, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Despite this story, the jury found Lawrence guilty, and he was convicted of kidnapping, mayhem, attempted murder, forcible rape, sodomy, and forcible oral copulation. Lawrence received a maximum sentence. This Lawrence received the maximum sentence available at the time for this, which was 14 years and four months, as the judge could not impose it could not impose consecutive sentences for each felony due to laws in place in California at the time. Meaning, that was one sentence for all those felonies. Yeah. The judge stated he wanted him to spend the rest of his life in prison, but his hands were tied. So he goes away. Mary lived her nightmare continuously even after Lawrence was incarcerated. She tried to give herself some normalcy, even marrying and having two sons, but she said it became impossible to live, do routine things, keep a job, etc. Oh, yeah. PTSD. Yep. She said, he destroyed everything about me. My way of thinking, my way of life, holding on to innocence, I'm still doing everything I can to hold on. She's 15. <laughs> Her whole life changed. Did she ever, like, confront him? <sighs> oh, yes. We'll God. <laughs> In the first trial, um, as she was walking out, he looked, he, like, leaned down and whispered as she was leaving the courtroom, and he said, I'll finish the job if it takes me the rest of my life. And then she just, like, had to go on living her life. <laughs> But don't worry. When she was hospitalized for her injuries, doctors had to take part of her leg to save her right arm, meaning that Mary's dreams of dancing were over, and she was never able to dance again. He ruined her life. It gives me almost, like, a feeling of the lovely bones. Like Yes. And I think that not a lot of people really, like, understand how a relationship like that comes to fruition and doesn't go away yeah it's not like oh yeah that guy like tried to kill me like that is your you your souls are intertwined now that's the rest of your life you You have him for the rest of your life he will have you and you will have him forever whether you want it or not yep yep she care and she still carries it with her she's never gonna forget him and he's never gonna forget her no just wait these injustices continued as Lawrence spent just seven years and nine months in prison before he was released for good behavior. I hope he got his ass beat. Just wait. <laughs> town after town rejected Lawrence as a resident in California, forcing him to eventually move to Florida. Law enforcement there did not have to notify his neighbors of his past, and so he was starting with a clean slate until February 19th of 1997. A painter was painting a nearby house and glanced down into Lawrence's window. He immediately called the police to report that there was a naked man repeatedly stabbing a naked woman in the home. He stated he could hear the woman's bones being crushed every time she was stabbed. When police arrived, they discovered Lawrence and the dead body of 31-year-old Roxanne Hayes. She was a mother of three and a sex worker who had agreed to meet Lawrence at his home for $20. 
Lawrence claimed they struggled because Roxanne tried to take more money than what they agreed upon, and he never meant for her to die. He was immediately arrested, and Mary was flown out to Florida to testify against him. Mary relived her, her nightmare to the jury once again in gruesome detail, not just for her own sake, but for the sake of Roxanne's memory and justice. Mary openly stated that it, if it had not been for the limitations of the law in California surrounding Lawrence's first trial, he never would have been free to kill Roxanne. Lawrence Singleton was found guilty and sentenced to death for the murder of Roxanne Hayes, because he's in Florida now, yeah. not California. Uh-huh. While awaiting the death penalty, he died in prison in 2001 from cancer. Mary went on to make That a, is too sweet of a release. I know. That's I know. too sweet I of a I wish she would have gone to the chair. God. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. To be a prisoner with him. Yeah. But you have to remember, they might not have even known about Mary's case. They probably yeah, did, but they might not, not have known. It's not something you really want to talk about while you're in prison, because you right. know you're about to get your eyes gouged out with a rusty spoon. And he wasn't put in jail in Florida for that crime. Yeah. So they might not have known. I think if they had, it might not have gone as well for him. Mm. Mary went on to make a good life for herself. She began to tinker, as she liked to call it, to create her own special prosthetics. She was unhappy with the ones that were on the market, and so she made her own, which allowed her to create incredible fine art. Mary states that she was not an artist prior to her attack, but she is now very well respected as an artist today. She creates inspiring images, mixing pinup style women in very feminine and sexual ways, but with a determined air about them that lets you know they can take care of themselves. About her work, her prosthetics, and herself, Mary says, there's all this stuff in the world that's been discarded. If you keep working with it, it will work with you. How old is she? Like 40-something? Yeah, 40 or... She's 15 um, in 2000... She was 15 in 1978. Oh, so she's like... She's probably in her 50s. Maybe in the 60s. Yeah. She's still making her art. I'm bad at math. Um, I think that's awesome. Like, the willpower to take... Something that brutal happening to you and to make it a part of your life in a way that's not destructive, but mm -hmm. the opposite yep. is... She lost her ability to dance, and so she said, I'll just do something else. Mm -hmm. I'll make a better life for myself. While well, also not denying what happened to her. Yeah. 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 And the fact that she paints women now that are still feminine, still like dainty and beautiful and sexual but make sure that they are also painted with a, a persona of, I can do this myself. Mm -hmm. I can take care of myself. That has to be what she sees in herself now. At least I hope so. Yeah, like I hope, that's awesome. I hope when she paints. She, she's she, married and had kids and everything too, right? Yeah, yeah, she's got three sons, I think. Um, I wanted to cite my sources for this um, because I know that sometimes the story can, like the details get muddied up. Um, so my sources were seattlepi.com, Morbidology, and that I Survived episode I watched. Mm -hmm. That's the story. Mary Vincent. Kudos to her husband, too. Yeah. I don't know if they're still married. I didn't see that they divorced at any point. Mm -hmm. But if they are still together, good on her husband. Because I'm sure Mary will even admit that she was probably not an easy person to be with. Because of everything she'd been well, through. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, like, my favorite story ever. <laughs> of all time. That is awesome. Yeah. God, what an icon. I know. I, 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 I feel like people don't really know that story. I didn't know until it, like, popped up on a podcast. 
and I feel like everybody needs to know her name. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, Mary, I love you. I know. I love you. Her And her art, when I say her art sells for thousands of dollars, like the cheapest one I was able to find was like $1,300. Hell thousands. Yeah. Good on her. Oh my god. So I want to share some more uplifting stuff with you. I gathered our, some of our stats today. I've shared you, like, our numbers, like, our plays and stuff. But I wanted to see, like, where people are listening to us from. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read off all the states in the United States that people currently listen to us from. Okay, I don't know any of this yet, so she wanted to surprise me at the end of the episode. Yes, this is all brand new information for Amanda. Consider this a shout out to all these states. Thank you so much for listening to us. <clears throat> Ohio, Michigan, Virginia, Texas, New York, California, Illinois, Tennessee, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Washington, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, North Dakota, Maryland, Florida, Nebraska, New Jersey, <laughs> Oregon, Idaho, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Alabama, New Mexico, Indiana, Kentucky, South Carolina, Hawaii, Colorado, no. <laughs> Arkansas, Nevada, Connecticut, Missouri, Alaska, South Dakota, Rhode Island, Oklahoma, Utah, Montana, Mississippi, Kansas, Louisiana, and Delaware. 44 out of 50 states. Yes. Good high five. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. The only states that don't currently listen are Iowa, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Oh, my gosh. Get on it. Yeah, Wyoming. You're the last <laughs> state in the alphabet. <laughs> um, more on our listener stats. So, we are U.S.-based, obviously, so it makes sense that most of our listenership is in the United States, but... There are 31 countries in total that we have listeners in. Really? <laughs> These are the other countries outside of the United States that listen to us. Canada, the UK, Australia, Bahrain, Ireland, Netherlands, France, Mexico, New Zealand, Germany, the United Arab Emirates, Sweden, Romania, Brazil, Denmark, Argentina, Belgium, India, Norway, South Africa, Iceland, the Philippines, Israel, Antigua and Barbuda, Japan, Slovenia, Egypt, Czechia, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, I looked up the pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> Spain, Finland, and Palestine. Oh my gosh. Those, okay, my brain like, can't even comprehend that. I know. <laughs> I just feel like you just list off a bunch of countries, but to think like there's like someone I know. that lives there that listens to us. And even if you've listened like once, the fact that people in all those countries have even listened one time. Yeah. That's insane to me. I was writing it down, and I was like, oh, I'm going to write down the states that listen to us. And then I was like, There's a oh, lot. my God. And then I was like, I might as well just write down all the countries, too, because it's on the same list. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. So um, we also currently have a 4.8 star rating on Apple iTunes. How many ratings have we had? 12. Okay. So that's not that bad. So if you listen and you haven't already left us a rating, please go leave us a rating. We would love it if it was five stars, but we also appreciate your honesty. And I know we're still, like, six weeks away from actually being, like, at half a year's worth of episodes, but I just couldn't wait. Like, I wanted to give the stats now. Oh, so. God. I know. We only started this in February. And we took a two-month hi hiatus. Yeah. So. Yes. I I deeply appreciate how go-with-the-flow you are and 
I mean, I know I am, but, like, just knowing, like, if there's ever a time where I'm, like, I just need, I can't record today, like, I just need to chill out and take mm-hmm. a break. I've worked with a lot of people on, like, other creative stuff mm-hmm. who, um, they're very much people, like, you don't put in as much content as I do, so I'm gonna get mad at you for that. See, even though there is an effort being put forth. Right. And I was a little, I was a little nervous. I was like, I know Ashley said it's not a job, but like, I'm kind of scared. And then especially when we started like getting bigger. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's gonna like, and I want to take it seriously and I want to do all this stuff. Um, But I was a little nervous. I'm like, maybe like if I tell her I can't record today, is she going to get mad? And I know you wouldn't. I I know you wouldn't. But I've been burned in the past for putting in as much work as I can and it there, your work will suffer if you treat it like work. I've learned that when it comes to the creative side of stuff. Take it seriously, but don't treat it like a job. Because yeah. the second it becomes a job, you're not going to like it anymore. I don't even see this mic sitting here when I talk to you about yeah. the stories. Yep, like, and I, ho- I know that that's not for everybody. I know there's like thousands upon thousands of podcasts out there, and I know there are hundreds of true crime podcasts but I hope that if you're listening and you keep listening, it's because you like the fact that it's just two fucking idiots <laughs> sitting and talking about this stuff every week. Like, I have to tell myself, like, there's a reason people listen. Like, I know there's very, very professional, like, they've been solidified for years and years, true crime podcasts that people swear by. And they're great, obviously, otherwise they still mm-hmm. wouldn't be good podcasts. But I feel good about what we yes. put out. We're going to start doing vlogs, too. Yes, so you get to look at us yes. be stupid. <laughs> I really... I look at us be stupid. <laughs> I, but I really do hope that the vlogs are as successful as a podcast. Yeah, I hope so, too. Even if it's just the same... We have, like, 250 followers on Instagram. Even if it's just them watching us every week. Yeah. That's more than I could hope for. Agreed. So, yeah, I wanted to give you that little nugget. Because yes. I, like, wrote it down. I was, like, shaking in my boots. <laughs> Well, I love you, listeners. Yes, thank you. I wish I could hug each and every one of you. I'd make y'all a bowl of Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Yep. I'd bring you fries, just like I brought Amanda fries yeah, today. Yeah, she brought me Burger King. I would bring you all Burger King if I could. Yeah. All of these people know where to find us, but if you're just tuning in for the first time, you can find us at Crime in the Coconut on Instagram, at CITC Podcasts on Twitter, um, you can email us at crimeinthecoconut at gmail.com. Um, that's about it for right now. We will probably have a website by the time the merch releases. I'm working on that. Yes. Just so it's easier for you guys to but look at it. Follow us on Instagram. We'll post, you know, when we're going to make a big announcement for October. So just yeah. be ready for it. Yep, we keep that pretty up to date. Yeah. So thank you guys again. It means a lot to us. Yes, I'll give you a smooch. Ah.